Hello, this is Millennial Land Motions Entertainment. Today is Thursday, June, June 3rd, 2021. And this will be the second part and I believe conclusion of the discussion and talk about the important, serious, deep topic of evil speech or evil tongue or in Hebrew, like Shonara. Um, this will be a much shorter episode than part one. There are only two more links to go through, and the, this first link of a page is very small in their information. It's just the second link that has a bit more to go over. Um, I just want to, again, emphasize and state, um, if I have ever offended you or spoke illy of you in speech, whether by, uh, body language or my tongue or anything of all those things, um, again, I sincerely, sincerely apologize. I'm going to try to work on this in the future. I hope everybody also tries to work in regards to this. And even though this is going to be part two, just know that there are a whole many, 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 many books about this topic. So if you want to learn more about this important subject topic, which cannot totally be covered in just these two parts, there will be many books you can look up like Hafez Chaim and many other books, all kinds, to get more detailed about what all this kind of thing means on how to prevent it from happening. All right, with that said, let's get right into that first, the first of two link pages to go over. And this, by the way, is from conversationalleadership.net. Lashon Hara is a Jewish religious term for derogatory speech about a person. In the Jewish tradition, it is considered a serious sin to speak, even if it is true. Note to readers, this description of Lashon Hara is primarily in is primarily intended for non-Jewish readers. Jewish readers should be very familiar with this law, or like one would hope so. Um, the law of Lashon Hara is no- nuanced and complex. I am not a Jew, and what I have written here is a simpli- sim- simplification. Simplification. In Jewish law, Lashon Hara means any form of speech or communication that may harm, so on, harm someone emotionally, financially, physically, or damage their reputation. It is forbidden to speak Lashon Hara, and it is considered to be a serious sin. The speech is generally translated as evil tongue or, more frequently, evil speech. You should not mistake it for gossip. This law may not at first seem anything exceptional. Defamation laws such as slander and libel are well established and accepted in most countries. What what makes the law of not speaking Lashon Hara so fascinating, though, is that... Again, I'm going to say again. What makes the law of not speaking Lashon Hara so fascinating, though, is that, colon, it is forbidden to speak Lashon Hara even if it is true and it is considered to be the worst of sins. Uh, jokingly, I want to say, uh, include, that included with the sin of sitting on your ass and the sinning, uh, sinning of throwing away french fries. Um, I'm sorry, freedom fries. Anyway, <laughs> hey, listen, ass and fries. Okay. Other points of interest include, it applies to any form of communication, not just speech. It is wor- worse to speak, it, it is worse to listen to it and believe it than, than, well, you shouldn't speak it or listen to it, either one, but yeah. It is deemed to, to harm three or more people. The speaking Lashon Hara about non-Jews is not strictly forbidden, but those who try to abide by the law in this, 
I'm sorry. Speaking Lashon Hara about non-Jews is not strictly forbidden, but those who try to abide by the law include non-Jews as well. Hey, listen, we're in a global world, people, I, and majority of people in the world are not Jewish. So I would say no one should speak anyone about Ili about anyone, no matter whether they're Jewish or not Jewish. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, moving on. There are many except, exceptions. For example, if speaking it if speaking it seriously intended to correct or improve a negative situation. This talk explains... Alright, so there's a video talk that explains Lashon Hara and its relations and death and why it is so bad. And that first video here on conventional-leadership.net that, that video by a Rabbi Eliyahu Kin is a 58-minute video. So if you want to go to him later and check him out on YouTube... Let's show in derogatory speech a language that can by, uh, that can kill by Rabbi Eliyahu King. And it's a 58 minute, 58 minute video where he speaks about this very important, deep, and, um, a topic that more people should learn about, whether they're Jewish or not. Um, so that's the part there. And then secondly on there, um, there's a Rav Daniel with the second part where it says, okay. It's all explains Lashon Hara's explanations of death, why it's so bad. This one explains why you should not speak Lashon even about yourself. Lashon Hara seems almost like an impossible idea to live up to fully. For example, it is difficult not to speak Lashon Hara when discussing politics. However, I feel we should all be far... Okay, let me say that again. For example, it is difficult not to speak Lashon Hara when discussing politics. However, I feel we could all be far less derogatory when talking about politicians we dislike or disagree with. I don't, let me see that line again. However, I feel we could all be far less derogatory when speaking about politicians we dislike or disagree with. Let me just say about that. I dislike or disagree with Biden and Kamala. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Lashon Hara represents the, Lashon Hara re represents the ultimate in showing respect. A set of rules that I feel we should all be striving for if we are to create a better world. And, the, and then it just says that status of, okay. A work in progress, I, uh, because it's about a non-Jewish thing. Okay. Um, I think, like, status of work in progress. I plan to post to talk about the challenges of not speaking Lashon Hara, such as in politics or reporting, and add some thoughts of my own about why it might mean mean practically practically to adopt the practice of of avoiding Lashon Hara even if you are not of the Jewish faith okay interesting all right there now that I, that's the smaller page I'm going to go to a larger page soon the last and f final page of the discussion notes points to get about this is going to be from this is all going to be from Halachicpedia Halachpedia slash index and the title of Lashon Hara. I want to get through all the main parts. It's kind of similar to Wikipedia, but it's called Halachpedia. Of course, Halach is for um, Jewish law. And so before I get into this last page of notes of the website link, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then get right into the the last discussion notes. And again, if you want to learn more about this topic on your own, with the Chafetz Chaim and many other, many, 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 many other books about all this very important topic, it goes full pages, full books. Please feel free to study for yourself for further discussion because parts one and two don't even cover what I'm 
what I'm all talking about. I'm just talking about the basics, really. So with that said, we're going to take a quick commercial break, then finish off the notes, close out, and then I will be producing and recording for you lots, multiple songs to balance out this current serious topic. So here we go. Advertisement, and then the rest of the notes. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should become a new podcaster. If you haven't already heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or your own computer. Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy-to-find place to work and Get through everything about it. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your Apple iPhone, I'm assuming most people have, or your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started with it. And that is the end of the small commercial break. And now, Halakpedia, Lashonara. Lashon hara is any form of speech or communication that may harm someone emotionally, financially, physically, or damage their general reputation. The severity of Lashon hara is so awesome that, according to the Chafetz Chaim, violating the prohibition of Lashon hara entails transgressing at least six negative biblical, co- biblical commandments and at least two positive commandments, general guidelines. All right, general guidelines. It is forbidden to speak about anything negative about a fellow Jew, even if it is true. This prohibition is called Lashon Hara. When communicating something false about another person, an even, an even more severe sin is committed. That of Motzei Shemra, literally producing a bad name for someone else. Number two, Rachlitz comes from the Torah commandment, don't be a terrible bearer to your nation. By Ikra. The word Rachel, literally peddler, refers to one who carries stories and peddles them from one person to another and says, such and such, such and such said, or such and I heard, such and such and I heard about. Even if this is true and there is no denigration, this speech violates a negative commandment, is a severe sin, and causes souls of Jews to be killed. It is number three. It is for it is equally forbidden whether one volunteered it or if one asked for information where one would say to Lashon Hara or Avak Lashon Hara. One should not listen to one's father or rabbi to say Lashon Hara or Avak Lashon Hara. Even if it for even if it's taken upon oneself not to speak Lashon Hara. Even if it is, t- even if taken upon oneself not to speak lashon hara, will cause one to sustain financial loss, such as the loss of one's job, such as where the employer is very immoral and irreligious, and considers one who, and considers one who is careful about this prohibition to be a fool, and he'll fire that person. Nevertheless, it is forbidden to speak lashon hara. 
Five. Even if it will, even if it will cause one embarrassment not to, even if it will cause one embarrassment not to say lashon hara, one may not say lashon hara. Needless to say, such a heroic moral stance is rewarded exponentially in line with the rabbinic dic, dic, dictum. Reward is in proposition to the effort. Six, this prohibition includes any communication that is verbalized, written, or simply... This prohibition includes any communication that is verbalized, written, or simply simply implied, implied even in a silent manner. And seven, even if while saying Lashon Hara, one degrades oneself, again, like it said in the previous link, that's still forbidden. Types of negative information. Number one, information is considered negative and damaging even if what is said is true and accurate. The discussion may be criminal or general misconduct or of lactodoral Jewish observance relating either to interpersonal or general spiritual matters. One should not share, for example, that one does not give charity or to keep kosher. Two, defining what is considered negative can be very subjective. It is often relative to or subject of the general judgment of specific elements in question. For example, saying one gives $500 a year to charity may be a very positive may be very positive or very negative depending on the person being discussed. Listening to Lashon Hara, 3 points. Lashon Hara on 1. Listening. There is a biblical prohibition of believing any form of Lashon Hara, even if the subject of discussion is, even if the subject, subject or of discussion is present and does not deny what is said about him. Two, the one who accepts Lashon Hara is worse than the one who says it, but it's both bad. And three, even if Lashon Hara is said for constructive purposes, and within guidelines of what is allowed to be said, the listener may not the listener may not wholeheartedly believe what is being said, and may only take precautions in dealing with what the person with whom they have heard negative information. In, in addition, even if one has resolved not to believe that lashon hara might be heard, it is still forbidden to continue listening to such conversation. Then it goes over permitting forms of saying lashon hara. Um, saying lashon hara is permitted is only permitted when said for strictly constructive purposes. Even then, however, one is required to ensure what he says meets the criteria of the seven conditions. Uh, let's see, some seven of the conditions are... The one saying the Lashon Hara has either personally witnessed or collaborated with what... Okay, I'm not going to say that. Wait, uh, collaborated with what she is saying with certainty. Um, one is sure the offense committed, in fact, is wrong and not just appearance of a problem. And then it goes through three through seven more points about that. So if you want to learn more about the permitted points, there's three through seven about that. Then number two and three of uh, permitted form, uh, forms. It says on two, on the listener's part, he or she may only act protectively, pro protectively as a result of negative information heard. However, one may not accept the information heard as fact and consequently expect disdain or animosity toward the subject but only take precaution measures as needed. Number three, point three of permitted forms. If one, if one sees another Jew sin and he believes it would be more effective for his father or Rebbe to rebuke him, rebuke him than if he were to do so himself and then is permitted to tell a father or rabbi. Uh, let's see, then it goes over the permitted forms of a listening Lashon Hara and it has two points there if you want to know more information about that. Okay...
Um, okay, yeah, the one about the permitted point of number one, it's kind of hard to explain for me to understand, but you can check that one out for your own. And that goes the same, I guess, with point two there. Alright. Okay. Oh yeah, po check out points one and two of permitted forms. About two long things about that. Additional safeguards. Certain forms of speech are intrinsically prohibited, but are nevertheless intrinsically rabbinic as safeguards protect people from speaking Lashon Hara. For example, one is not allowed to say... Who would believe what he would turn out so? Who would believe that he would turn out so well? Or let's not discuss him because I do not want to say what he did. That's one of additional safeguards and two of additional safeguards. Also, one may not talk about others in a positive way if doing so will cause the subject causing other problems, such as highlighting someone's extraordinary generosity or as the donor may be overwhelmed by the un unsolicited attention. Inappropriate praise. Number one, one must be careful not to praise his friend in front of others who think ne negatively about him, as this may lead them to speak negatively about him. It is also not allowed to permit excessive positively about any individual, excessively positively about any, any individual, as eventually the speaker or listener might be tempted to highlight on some of the subject's negative characteristics as well. And number two, when speaking in front of a large group of people, one is not permitted to speak positively about anyone else for fear of what negative features are said about the person and those in the audience might di discuss uh, and, and in the audience might begin to discuss amongst themselves. Obviously, if the context and reason for the speech leads to positive discussion about the honoree or, or of, of the occasion, for example, then this prohibition does not apply. Then it goes over in front of three people, 12 points. Again, I'm not going to go through all 12 points of in front of 12 people. But if you want to go later on for yourself to find out more information, this is at halachipedia.com. That's H-A-L-A-C-H-I-P-E-D-I-A.com. Halachipedia.com slash index dot P PHP, question mark title, guess the genre, and there are 12 points detailing how it goes for 12 points when involving around three people. Then in front of one's fellow, there are eight points. Number one of that, I just do want to say, it is forbidden to say Lashon Hara, even if one who would say the information in front of the one who is being spoken about, even if they're being about, even if the person spoken about is there. It is a grave prohib prohibition to say Lashon Hara about a person actually in front of the one being spoken about. Then it has a point two there, and then, let's see, three is... Ah, uh, three. It is forbidden to say lashon hara, even if one doing uh, the one doing it, even if the one is, even if one isn't doing it out of hatred and intent to speak negatively about one's fellow, and even if it's just a joke, it's a biblical prohibition. Um, it's forbidden to say even if one doesn't mention the name of one's fellow, but it's clear from the discussion who the fellow is spoken about. The other people heard no, still have know who is spoken about even if it wasn't said their name. Uh, it includes, Lashon Hara includes speech which isn't negative, but about one's fellow can cause fellow embarrass, fellow's embarrassment and the speaker intended this. It is forbidden even to say, if casually pretending not to know about, it is forbidden even if one, 
even if one says it casually, pretending not to know that one is saying Lashara or that of the deeds of that fellow, one may not say any negative about one's fellow, even if it will not cause the ba- any bad to the fellow. And if if one sees one's fellow do a sin, he is God fear. If he is God fearing, one must judge him favorably. If he is between and the situation is unclear whether he was doing something wrong or not, one must judge him favorably. Even if the situation leans to the side that he was doing something wrong, if it's proper to leave on a doubt and not judge him negatively. If the situation is leaning to the side that he didn't do something wrong, it's forbidden to judge him negatively. Saying Lashon Hara without conditions. The prohibition of Lashon Hara includes speaking about any fellow person, including men, women, children, and relatives, and any le- at, of any level of Jewish observance. However, if one is a heretic, as defined by Jewish law, it is considered commendable to speak negatively about him in order to ensure, ensure others disassociate themselves from him. F- furthermore, if one sp- speaks negatively about someone, uh, will help can tell the damage to the person in attending about it favorably doing so permitted perhaps required even to be sure there are three conditions for doing so one one must be sure that the person in question is attempting is attempting to be harmful two speaking such lashon hara cannot be done out of a motive motive of hatred a motive of hatred and three if there is any other possible way to prevent damage one must retort it and avoid speaking lashon hara giving a business reference if an employee is going to hire a certain person and one knows that the potential employee isn't careful with other person's money or has some other quality that will cause the employer harm one should alert the potential employer and it is considered lashon hara it is, and it is not considered Lashon Hara because one's intent is complete to protect the employer and not to degrade the employee. The general rule has a number of important con- conditions that must be met in order for this to be permitted. One through five. One shouldn't decide too quickly that what the employer did was wrong. Rather, carefully consider if it is wrong. Two, one may not exaggerate. Three, one's purpose is to protect the employer and not because of any personal hatred of the employee. Four, if it is possible... To accomplish the task without speaking Lashon Hara, do that and don't speak Lashon Hara. And five, if it is okay, if one's speech will cause the employee to lose a good opportunity, but if one's speech will cause a negative outcome, taking away something that he already has, for the employee, it is forbidden about the land of Israel. It is forbidden to say about the land of Israel, point one of about the land of Israel, it is forbidden to say Lashon Hara about the land of Israel, its fruits, its people, and any other aspect of it. About the deceased one, about the deceased, it is also about the about the deceased. It is also forbidden to speak Lashon Hara, evil speech, evil tongue, evil tongue, evil speech about the deceased. So, if anybody's already dead or going to be dead in the future. Also, don't speak ill, don't speak evil tongue, evil speech, even if they're dead. Okay? And the last part about this is journalism. One and two. Journalism. Lashon Hara applies to newspapers, journals, magazines, and other written sources. As Lashon Hara is not, as Lashon Hara is not prohibited just for speech. To, well, those, most people don't read newspapers or magazines anymore, but just, just know, don't be spreading Lashon Hara even online on the internet, the World Wide Web. That's, 
that's how Tua easily spread in a bad way. And two, fundamentally, it is permitted and perhaps you are required to be aware of the character traits and behavior of your local leadership. So journalism, which it is written, that so journalism, which is written to that end, is permitted. However, one must still be very cautious not to de- not to cautious not to de- deviate from fair judgment and the relevant and necessary information. And that was all from Hachikpedia, H-A-L-A-C-H-I-P-E-D-I-A dot com for the, the top, the subject of this topic. So yeah, this is a very important, serious, detailed topic I want to have on the record. Um, this concludes all my links of page one on the links to find and discuss this important topic. I only went over the basic parts, but I'm, I can assure you the Chavetz Chaim and many other books, if you want to learn, will teach you more about evil speech and evil tongue and how we can try to avoid doing that with ourselves, me, you, everybody, in the forward moving onwards. This was so serious and deep, but it's important that I got it out there. And we're going to conclude part two here. But again, you feel free to find your own um, books to read more, many other books to read about this important topic if you would like to go further into detail. So part two will be the last time I ever talk about this. Read your own, read, read books about it if you really want to learn more, if you're fascinated by it. And with that said, I'm going to conclude this right here. Take a water, take a water break, get some water in my system, and balance this out by getting you some songs to enjoy soon. I'm gonna have a bunch of songs coming out right after this. Most of these songs will not be on the business page, maybe just the first two, which I've never done before, because after the first two songs, first two songs, every other song after the first two, I've done previously, and this will be a take two of old songs to just get my old songs back out there, but I'm gonna first start with two songs I haven't done before. So yeah, all this stuff, good, all good things, all good times. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, remember to uh, watch what you say out of your tongue because you can't take it back as we know from part one and with the whole feather, feather explanation. But anyway, we're 26 minutes in. I told you part two would be a lot shorter than part one. In any case, that's all for now. See you in the song soon. And let me just say, everybody dance. And have a good time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, signing out.